0: Hello and welcome back to the 3 Well Podcast. Today, it's all Ryan Fitzpatrick, baby. Anyways, because if you did not watch Thursday Night Football, then you missed a clinic that Ryan Fitzpatrick put on. The, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars, but who cares? He put on a clinic against the NFL football team. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and if you want to argue about that, please go ahead, because Ryan Fitzpatrick is now top 35 in passing yards and top 35 in passing touchdowns. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been playing in the NFL for more years than I can count, and he's been Fitzmagic since 2011, and Fitzmagic is amazing. If you don't believe in Fitzmagic, then there's something wrong with you. Anyways, all that's kind of just random crap I wanted to get out there, so who cares. (laughs) Back to actual sports that don't include Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Georgia played, and I said they would win by more than five points, and I was right. They did beat Arkansas by way more than five points. Um, in the first half, it did not look like that was going to happen. Um, uh, all my family is Georgia fans, so, you know, I got some respect for Georgia around here. I used to be a, I used to be a big-time Georgia fan. I got respect for Georgia. Good game by them. Uh, next week, they play Auburn uh, in Athens, I think. But the fans are limited, so... It's not going to really be a big home game like it usually is for Georgia. But they play Auburn next week. And we didn't, I think Stetson Bennett's going to be the starter going into week two. That would make sense since he lit up Arkansas in 20-29 uh, for a touchdown. Maybe two. Who really knows at this point? Um, DeJuan Mathis, the guy who did start, looked a little shaky. But I'd like to tell George fans, get this man a little bit of time. He is a... Tr- he is Basically a true freshman. He was at Georgia last year redshirted and had to have brain surgery So please give this man a break. He was very talented. He got a scholarship in eighth grade to go to Akron Personally, I would have just went to Akron. Akron seems cool. That's where LeBron grew up, but Georgia fans give this man some time Uh, It's gonna take him a while to get back into playing speed because as I said last year he had brain surgery He wasn't allowed to do probably anything last year Brain surgery's tough. So I definitely think George fans should give him a little bit more time before they're like, ah, throw him the towel on him. He sucks. There was a reason he got a scholarship in eighth grade. Probably just because he was 6'2 at eighth grade and could sling a football 60 yards. But we get the point. He's good. He, he's good at football. He's not no scrub like Kwame Brown was at basketball. He ain't no scrub. He ain't a bench warmer. He ain't a bum. Dude can play. So give, give him some time, Georgia fans. Um, I can guarantee he's probably better than JT Daniels, who well didn't even play good at USC. Okay, and uh, USC might be a dumpster fire, but you get started a job, USC got talent. You should play pretty good, but whatever. Apparently not. Um, the Saints play the Packers, and they're probably going to lose that game. So then, once the Saints lose the Packers, I can officially push the panic button on New Orleans Saints football. And I can throw in my job for a new general manager job, maybe a new coaching job. Because, heck, The first thing I'd do is I'd just continue the Saints tradition of trading or getting rid of running backs. We're getting rid of Alvin Kamara. for the last 10 years, we've gotten rid of stud running backs. Because, who knows? In fact, Reggie Bush, who I would say at this point... Was better than Alvin Kamara. Reggie Bush wasn't even the number one running back because we handed the ball off to Pierre Thomas thousands of times when we shouldn't have. But whatever. Pierre Thomas was a solid running back. Not better than Reggie Bush though. Reggie Bush won a Heisman. Can't take that away from people who are re- who really want to be that petty and say, "Ah, oh, he took money from a whatever." He won the freaking Heisman, and even though he really shouldn't have won. It should have been Vince Young. But whatever. Whatever you want. Didn't want a Heisman. Was a baller in the NFL. Great special teams player. Great running back. And he could have been an every down running back. But the Saints just used him on third down. Like they did early with Alvin Kamara. Because when Alvin Kamara was first drafted. We had Mark Ingram, Adrian Peterson. And then Alvin Kamara. So Alvin Kamara was used in the same way that Reggie Bush was. In his first couple of years. Now. Now that. We don't have Mark Ingram. He's the every day. He's the every down back basically. If you would have given Reggie Bush the every down back, if you if he would have been the every down back in New Orleans, Reggie Bush would have put up multiple thousand yard seasons in New Orleans. But no, we decided to go with the Pierre Thomas route and get rid of Reggie Bush. What? Well, and then he went to the Dolphins and ran for a thousand yards. Whatever. So we got rid of Reggie Bush for no reason. S- seems good, right? Then we had Darren Sproles too. Fill in the void of no third down running back. And then Darren Sproles got traded. That's great. Pierre Thomas left. I don't know where he went. I think he went into the retirement home. But whatever. Pierre Thomas was gone. Then Mark Ingram. We let Mark Ingram walk. And then we got Adrian Peterson. We let Adrian Peterson. Actually, we traded Adrian Peterson. And then Alan Kamara. Alan Kamara is the first running back that we've signed for an extension in forever. And paid much more money than we should have for the extension in forever. I think Ingram did get an extension, but it was a crappy extension at that. So, why are the Saints all of a sudden paying players? We never gave Marcus Colston a half-decent contract, and Marcus Colston was a baller. Um, was he better than Michael Thomas? Probably not. But, Michael, Th- Michael Thomas is great. He gets one of the highest-paid wideouts in the league to run five-yard slant routes. We, we never had a good high-paid receiver. And all of a sudden we're just paying people like the Saints got money to spend and we got to use it on these dudes. Yeah, sure. We we tanked on draft picks like Marcus Davenport. Oh, where where was Davenport in the last two games? Oh, injured. And did we trade up for him? Yes, we did. Who if we could have taken in that pick? Lamar Jackson. Whatever. Because we have Drew Brees and we don't want to draft a future quarterback. We just want to sign dudes on linear deals to be a backup. Sounds great, New Orleans. Welcome to the life. Um, Before that, we had Aaron Brooks. And, oh, another Saints running back we just let walk. Deuce McAllister. He just just left. He was like, nah, I'll pass. (laughs) Deuce got killed. Whatever. It went Deuce Pierre. Then Pierre Reggie. Then Pierre Darren. And then Ingram C.J. Spidler. And then Ingram ap then ingram kamara and then Kamara latavius murray so our running back situation has never been consistent we've always let people go and we signed some other dudes we've always just had the consistent hand of drew Brees, and obviously that consistent hand of drew breeze isn't there anymore because he's older i mean do i think he owns all the passing records good for him but and he's just telling to let him go. Obviously, he's the best quarterback in Saints history. Blah, blah blah blah, and all that stuff. Eli was the best quarterback in New York Giants history, and you saw what happen when you let Eli play when I uh, forever long he wanted to. Stuff got bad for the Giants, but whatever. Um, heck, I I'd be cold. Ryan Fitzpatrick at this point. I mean, Fitz he can throw the ball fifty yards, which is forty more yards than Drew Brees can throw a football right now. <laughs> So, it's just a tough situation. I think we need to draft a quarterback in this draft. Or trade up for one. Why not? Trade up for one. We need a quarterback. A half-decent quarterback, too. I'm not talking about no... Let's just let's just tough it out with Jameis. We'll see what happens. We'll, Jameis, Jameis, Jameis. Heck no, we ain't playing with Jameis. We're for Jacoby set. Jacoby done not turn the ball over. Roll with Jacoby. That's, that's my little thing on the Saints, but who cares? Um... The Browns, congratulations to the Browns. They are officially over 500 for like the first time since 2008 or something like that. I really don't know the whole statistic. But, or 2014, sorry, 2014. They are officially over 500 since the first time since 2014. Congrats to them. Um, And I have a comparison to who this Browns team looks like. They got a, a coach who might be on the rise. Um, A quarterback who claims that he is a superstar, but definitely not a superstar. Um, good running game, some good wide outs. This team reminds me of that Baltimore Ravens team. They got great running backs. They had great men, They had pretty good wide receivers, Anquan Bolton and Steve Smith. Um, that Ravens team, I believe, was very good. Defense was solid. That's what this Browns team reminds me of. If they add a piece on defense, they will definitely be that Ravens team. And Baker Mayfield's Joe Blackout. I mean, claim to be a superstar, but you ain't no superstar. You might win an MVP, but it might be Super Bowl MVP. (laughs) And uh, claim to be elite, you ain't elite. Just calm yourself, Baker. And Baker, of course, ruined the one thing we loved about him. The I woke up feeling dangerous. He said, no, let's not say that anymore. Well, why not? You said it. I'm definitely going to keep saying it. Because... People like Mitchell Trubisky woke up feeling dangerous. Mitchell Trubisky get replaced in, like, the second half. And big boy Nick Foles. Nick Foles is the third-greatest quarterback of all time, right behind Brady Breeze. Uh, fourth, right behind Brady Breeze, Montana, then it goes N- Nick Foles. Nick Foles led, like, a 16-point comeback against the Falcons, and... Nick Foles should be a starter for the rest of the year. No cap, Nick Foles is winning the Super Bowl. Bears are going all the way. Um, because the Bears, they got the defense. They got the quarterback now. Nick Foles is a gunslinger. The last full season he played, he threw 26 touchdowns and two picks. What an amazing year for Nick Foles. Um, but that was when he was with the Eagles the first time. But good. He, he's a pretty solid quarterback, no doubt. Um, I think we should put more respect on the dude's name. But we don't, so whatever. I can't control it. Um, also, congratulations to LeBron James for making his—he's three and six, making his tenth finals. Congrats, for, congrats to LeBron. Um, they should be playing the Heat, even though uh, they should be playing the Celtics because the Celtics sh- actually should win that series. They're a the much better team, but they'll probably end up playing the Miami Heat. So. We'll get to see Pat Riley versus LeBron James. Good for them. Um, if that series does go as expected, I don't really know who's going to win that game. I mean, we know what LeBron and AD can do, but those role players around them are not consistent whatsoever. Danny Green is probably going to shoot 0 for 30 in the entire series. Um, playoff Rondo will play good, but well, Kyle, Kyle Kuzma shoots 1 for 8 in <laughs> in back-to-back games. Lakers gonna be having a problem, uh, cause that Heat team all about good, good, good team offense. The Heat is everything I believe in at this point. The Heat and the Pacers were really the only two teams that play in the basketball I believe in. <laughs> you know, you might have Jimmy Butler is technically classified as a superstar player, but Jimmy Butler ain't putting up no thirty points a night. He's just putting up his classic twenty three, like young Kawhi used to do. I mean. He's just playing team basketball. You got a bunch of dudes who will li- shoot the crap out of the basketball, play defense. That's what the Heat is about. They're way better coached than the Lakers, I can tell you that. But it's going to be a weird series. Um, who do I want to win? I really don't know. I'd be happy if the Heat won. I'd be cool if the, if the Lakers won too. Um, I don't know where this would put LeBron in for the GOAT conversation. Because obviously your Jordan fans are still going to be like, he ain't 6-0. And LeBron fans will be like, well, he's, he won four and, uh, he, he came back from three months. Uh, like those are two classic arguments because do points do not, do stats really mean everything? Cause if so, if we want to go up stats. John Stockton's the greatest point guard of all time. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar the greatest scorer of all time. Uh, John Stockton is also the best, uh, on ball defender that we've ever seen, and, let's see, um, Kobe is really only, like, the third best scorer of all time, <laughs> or fourth now, actually, if, if we want to just go strictly off of stats, like, do stats, stats don't mean that much in a basketball sense, I think it means more in football sense, to be honest, but that's just me, um, and then you're, uh, that'll be the argument for LeBron fans, and Jordan fans will be like, hey, Jordan's 6-0, um, never lost in the finals. He, play- Jordan played up against more Hall of Famers. I can tell you that than LeBron did. I mean, Le- LeBron for most of his career in the East, the only team he played that was halfway decent would be the um, that Celtics team that was old as dirt. But whatever. And then later in his career, you get LeBron versus you know the three the, ever you got Curry, Clay, Draymond too. At that point, we're only three All Stars. And he, lo- and here's my thing on the whole Le- LeBron. His first fine his first finals of, it, not his first finals appearance. But, uh, you, technically, you could do his first finals appearance. It was LeBron, which three All Stars versus LeBron. I-, I love, I love the double standard here. It's not really a double standard, but whatever. I love the argument here? Where LeBron fans are like, hey. If it's three, if it's three all stars against one LeBron, then it's not fair. But if it's three all stars that are on LeBron's team versus one Dirk, then it's definitely fair. I just think it's, it's a little, it's a little stupid argument there, but whatever. Because you know Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili. If if you, if if you gave me, who do I think is better, Parker? versus D-Wade, I'd pick D-Wade, you give me LeBron versus Duncan, I'd pick LeBron, you give me Ginobili and Bosh, I'd pick Chris Bosh, like, that Heat team that had the three all-stars, Mike Bibby was on the team, Mike Bibby's underrated too, Eddie Howes, pretty good role player, Mike Miller, shooter, like, that Heat team should have won that finals, there's no reason that they should have lost. The same way, there's no way the Spurs would have lost that finals, the first finals that that LeBron had. There's no way they're getting beat by LeBron. Like, you gotta win when you're supposed to win. And then the 3-1 lead, the 3-1 lead comeback, very impressive if you just look off the statistics of it. But in reality, we, we knew Curry was a choker. We knew Curry wasn't good in the playoffs. We knew Curry doesn't play defense. And who went off on Curry? Kyrie. And... As I give LeBron his credit, LeBron was the best player on the that Finals team. But we knew who was going to get exposed, and that was Steph Curry. Uh, Draymond Green got suspended. Andrew Bogut got hurt. Two of their starters were out for Andre Iguodala, who's former Finals MVP, was kind of limping. So it's a, that's a little injury-ridden Warriors team and suspended Warriors team. But, you know, whatever. 3-1 lead. Sounds great, right? Um, it, it's a good job for LeBron. Props to LeBron. And then as it rings in Miami as Skip Bayless likes to point out so many times Ray Allen's Ray Allen really didn't save his legacy but Ray Allen hit a pretty clutch shot in the corner which is one of the most clutch shots of all time and also one of the most luckiest shots of all time because if you think about it Ray Allen at that point he did, he wasn't even looking at the three point line if if he if he takes half a step back he's out of bounds or if he takes the wrong step he's standing on the, he's standing his foot's on the line Ray Allen really wasn't paying attention to where he was moving. He was just backing up, catch, throw the ball, and it goes in. Um, so it was definitely a very clutch shot, but also a very lucky shot, just like the Kawhi Leonard shot where Kawhi traveled. But whatever, we won't talk about that. Uh, Kawhi catches the ball, travels, um, dribbles, dribbles, dribbles around the corner, shoots over and bead, bounces off the rim five times and goes in. Great shot by Kawhi. Clutch shot, also a very lucky shot. Um, the only dudes that I haven't seen that hit clutch shots that aren't lucky shots uh, Kobe hit a lot of clutch shots some of them weren't that lucky some of them were just all skill Kobe pump faked fade away one legged three pointer um, I've seen MJ do a couple of them that weren't really luck little step back Byron Russell goes on the ground wide open midi pretty, pretty good shot there's no bouncing off the rim I've seen Dirk hit a couple that you know, shouldn't have gone in, but shooter's roll gets it in. Um, there have been a lot of guys who've hit clutch shots that you could consider lucky shots, like Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher, Derek Fisher, in my opinion, hit one of the most clutch shots ever in like Game Six of the Western Conference Finals. I think it was something like that. Spurs versus uh Lakers. Point four seconds left. Fisher catches it, throws it up, bang, goes in. Lakers win the game. I think the Lakers won that series too off of that shot. One of the most clutch shots ever, in my opinion, but that was one of the most luckiest shots ever. So, clutch and luck kind of have something to do with it, but kind of not. Like, they're, like, Robert Hoy. Robert Hoy is one of the most clutch shooters of all time. It's pretty lucky that he was left open 50 times to make those shots, but, you know, it's whatever. John Paxson, who I think is a clutch player, it's pretty lucky he's been left open that many times to be a clutch shooter. Steve Kerr, same thing. Like, Steve Kerr, you're just going to leave him open to make a jump shot. And Steve Kerr's a clutch sh- jump shooter now. And it's it's definitely got some luck to do with it, especially if you're not a star. It definitely takes some luck. <laughs> I mean, Tony Tony Kukoc catches the ball, fades away, just throws it at the rim, goes in. Now, I'm not saying Tony Kukoc is one of the most clutch players of all time. I'm just using role players as an example who get lucky. So, that's all I'm saying there. Um... Now we're going to move on to WWE, which I haven't talked about in a while. WWE's, er, er but we'll hold on that real quick. Um, the MLB playoffs are starting. Also, Stanley Cup finals is happening. Uh, Steven Stamkos is out for the whole series. Steven Stamkos hasn't played like a day of hockey this year. Uh, RIP Steven Stamkos for that. Um, he's really about to win a ring and not play a. D- I think he played two minutes on the ice this whole series. He does really, he, play, he hasn't played a whole game. He just played two minutes of game three or whatever. And was like, ah, I'm done. You see, I'm injured. Steven Stamkos is almost like me at this point. Uh, I remember the last time I played baseball, I was barely on the field. So, and it's not because I... And like Steven Stamkos, it's not because I'm not good. It's just because I'm hurting a lot. Steven Stamkos is like, ah, I got my two minutes <laughs> coach." I'm hurt. <laughs> Steven, uh, Steven Stamkos is a legend, in, in my opinion. I Steven Stamkos is the first legend I ever saw play hockey. In fact, he's one of the only legends I've ever seen play hockey. I saw Steven Stamkos versus Alex Ovechkin, two great hockey players of all time. Personally, I like Steven Stamkos. He's a baller to me. Or, uh, what would you call a baller in hockey? I really don't know. <laughs> a pucker. Who knows? Um, Steven Stamkos Big time baller for me. Uh, put some mad respect on his name. But let's get to WWE. Uh, people think really think SmackDown's better than Raw right now. SmackDown has some of the stupidest storylines I've ever seen going on, It's not just Raw. But we'll just get over that fact. In fact, SmackDown their stupidest storyline is okay. Here we go. We got three. Okay, so we have two two Intercontinental Champions at this point on SmackDown, which we're just taking a page from 2011 at this point, where. Sami Zayn got hurt, so, you know, we didn't see Sami Zayn for, like, five months, but whatever. Or he just had corona for that long, who knows. Um, Sami Zayn was hurt, and he's out for a while. Uh, We had a new Intercontinental Champion, and that's Jeff Hardy now. They changed the title for some stupid reason. They took away the classic white title and made the stupidest-looking Intercontinental Championship I've ever seen in my life, but whatever, who cares? They also did that with the United States Championship. They made it the stupidest title ever. Um, WWE just doesn't have good title designs anymore. They used to back in the day, and then they just keep messing it up. Who knows? Uh, who who really cares at this point, too? Um, anyways, they have the stupidest storyline ever. We get two Intercontinental Champions, and they just keep fighting. God, that's great. Um, they buried Chad Gable, and I will not use his name as Shorty G, because that's the stupidest name ever. Um, Chad Gable, deserves respect, he was in the Olympics. Call him by his real name. He's Chad Gable. Whatever. He was an Olympian. Just some respect. Then you have Otis, who is the Money in the Bank winner, yet he did not climb a ladder to win the Money in the Bank. It fell into his hands. And two people held the Money in the Bank briefcase before it fell in his hands. So whatever. Who cares? So then um, he's getting sued by the Miz and John Morrison so he can give up the briefcase, which I agree he shouldn't be holding the briefcase, but I don't think suing is the right way to get the briefcase off of him. You should just do what they did to Mr. Kennedy and have a match for it, or something stupid like that. Mr. Kennedy, the first ever money in the bank holder, lost the money in the bank contract to Edge, and Edge became one of the most successful WWE superstars ever. Off of that, but whatever. Good for Edge. Uh, in fact, if Mr. Kennedy wasn't such a douchebag in WWE, then he probably would have been a great WWE superstar. But whatever. He 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 was a ball. He was an OG in TNA. He's one of the Few TNA stars I remember. Uh, Mister Anderson. TNA was lit when they were there, but um, good for TNA. TNA TNA's on the rise again. Good for TNA. They got RVD's wrestling again. Rich Swan doing his thing. Uh, Eric Young's back. Good for Eric Young. Got buried by WWE. <laughs> WWE's just burying people all the time. AEW's got Rusev now or Zero, whatever his name is in AEW. Who Who even knows? Like, if you really want to look at it, TNA and AEW is just a bunch of do- a bunch of guys WWE just buried. And <laughs> it's sad to see Moose, who uh, I think is still a champion. Moose got buried by WWE. Ethan Carter III, buried by WWE. Um, Dean Ambrose, buried by WWE, who's on the AEW. Or you just got old dudes like Chris Jericho, old as dirt. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, still wrestling for championships in... Uh, or, sorry, no, Eric Young is a champion. What am I talking about? But anyways, Eric Young, same thing, got buried by T- by WWE. Um, Tommy Dreamer's oldest dirt is still fighting for championships for some reason, but whatever. I guess Tommy Dreamer was owned part of TNA now or whatever, but Tommy Dreamer's still fighting for title matches. Tommy Dreamer might be as old as The Undertaker at this point, but whatever. Who cares? It's Tommy Dreamer, King of Extreme. Um, Jack Swagger, who's in AEW now, doesn't go by the name Jack Swagger, even though that's a better name. Yeah, buried by WWE. Um, Wade Barrett's on commentary now. That's cool for NXT. Love to see Wade Barrett back and not on commentary. The same way they got Samoa Joe on commentary. And then, on Monday Night Raw, here's another thing stupid about Monday Night Raw. They just got random dudes on commentary sometimes. You got MVP on commentary. Okay, that's cool. Then you got Dolph Ziggler on commentary. Why is Dolph Ziggler on commentary? I mean, he's good at doing it, but why is he there? Who knows? And, also, we're going to Monday Night Raw is some of the stupidest storylines ever as well. Um, uh, You got Retribution, who for about three years, not really three years, obviously, I'm being sarcastic, for about a month, has just been going around and attacking people for no reason. Um, And then their whole thing was, hey, we're not sellouts like you, and then got signed the contracts and became sellouts, and those Retribution guys had bright futures, right? No, they didn't, because... At one point, they were NXT stars. Then they got called up to the main roster, and they got stupid names. Like, Slapjack, Flapjack, uh, T-Bar. Like, what are these names, WWE? you just calling up with names out of your butt. It's like, you can either use your real name or make up a stupid name for you. Um, who knows at this point? Oh, and the guy who owns AEW, Cuddy Rose, buried by WWE, but whatever... Uh, or his brother, Dustin Rhodes, just all this dirt, and WWE didn't want him back. I'm surprised. Um, WWE also let Brock Lesnar go. What a sad day. Um, Brock Lesnar should have been re-signed. Brock Les- people hate Brock Lesnar. WWE sucks without Brock Lesnar. I've seen WWE without Brock Lesnar for about three- for about a month, and I already hate it more. At least we got the hurt business with the homie MVP. Um, MVP, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Bobby Lashley, best team in WWE history, um, and it's all about that black power for now until WWE throws in some white dude with them, whatever. Like they did with Crime Time, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. They just threw in a white dude with them. Hey, it'll work, trust me. Okay, no, it didn't, Vince. And then <laughs> Slammaster J, I think that was his name or something stupid like that. Slammaster J was kicked out of Crime Time after like three weeks because it, it, they wasn't feeling it. And so they were just having a, t- t- a rough patch at it. WWE should be going bankrupt soon, and soon they'll hire me as the guy who should write the TV show, because I can do a better job than they can, and hey, I can create original storylines, like, hey, let's change the guy's name from Slapjack back to Dominic to bind whatever his real name is. Um, also, they have Dominic Mysterio, who I actually like Dominic, but whatever. Son of Rey Mysterio, that's the only reason he got that job. Same thing with Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. Like, yeah, he's he's an alright wrestler, right? He's only on the roster because he's Michael Cole's son, but who cares? And that's the thing with WWE. You could be an awful wrestler, but if WWE pushes you the right way, you end up a Hall of Famer. Like, Mr. Kennedy... Sure? Mr. Kenny was a better wrestler than a lot of the dudes here. But since Mr. Kenny was a douchebag the whole time that he was in WWE. He got fired real quick. And wasn't a WWE Hall of Famer as we know. Instead um, Edge. Who had the dumbest spear of all time. In my opinion. His spear don't even look like it hurts. He he falls on the ground first. And lands on his knees. And then he puts you down. Dumbest finisher in WWE. It's just a tackle. I've gotten tackled multiple times and none of them would have kept me down for a three count. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, whatever. We WWE is we know WWE is not fake. It's just predetermined to quote Mark Henry. Because I put with some respect on Mark Henry's name. At one point he was the world's strongest man. And I just don't want to get beaten up by Mark Henry. Because, hey, let's not. Um mark henry it's not uh, to quote him it's not fake because some of that stuff actually does hurt trust me me and my cousin wrestled all the time and some of the stuff like the figure four it really hurts um sleeper hold it might be able to put you out if you fly the right pressure um camora lock the Brock Lesnar, that crap actually hurts um some of the stuff really does hurt so it's not fake it's just predetermined like if I get punched in the face, I'm really getting punched in the face. But if WWE has me winning, then I'm winning. So, <laughs> um, whatever. Um, I think that's going to be it for the 3-Ball Podcast. If I have a part 2, I'd be surprised. But, whatever. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's going to be it. Peace out. Oh, actually, no. Forgot. Stay safe. Be smart. Don't be stupid. And peace out.